Tired of boring news? Fatuous facts? Ever heard of a snake worm? Butt science? Food crime? Estonian sports? Spanish art restoration? No facts. Just questions. Person in person. A news show. Subscribe. Please and thank you. Oh, and I listened to last week's episode where you like called me crazy for saying, why are you doing a news anchor voice? And I was like, but you said I was a news anchor. You called me an anchor, and that's what I couldn't remember. I said that last week? Well, on the last episode, like the because last I read round. the questions on the first, the last of last episode of the last session, and uh, I, I was like, "Ten, I, I call you Rose. a da, 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 da. And you're like, "Why? Why did you do that?" I was like, "Well, you called me an anchor." I'm like, no, I didn't. Oh. Like, you oh, definitely oh, they, did. Oh, okay, I get it now. I get yeah, it. I, did, I meant a swim anchor, and you took it as I'm Walter Cronkite. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you meant, but it. it was too easy. <laughs> no, I, it's fair. It's fair. It's wordplay, man. Wordplay. It's where you play with words. It's all about the wordplay. Welcome to Brose, the podcast for those who drink rose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from the news desk of Channel 8, 6 o'clock news, it's Tim Hansen. Yes, that's me, and my teleprompter is broken. <laughs> I don't I don't believe you. We're on right now. I don't believe you. <laughs> We're doing it live. How is everyone doing today? You know, pretty good. Uh good. very I'm very Owls. fidgety. I can't stop playing with things on my desk. Mm. What do you got on your desk? Take us through it. Uh right now I'm playing with a rubber band or not rubber band, uh 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 an eraser, rubber eraser, like one of the pink ones. Uh, just twirling it around my fingers. I've got a pencil. I've got my Lego Snorlax and Munchlax. Just keep grabbing things to play with. Aha. Okay. 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 Yeah, I, got, I, I have a bad habit of that as well. And all the stuff that I pick up to fidget with on my desk is noisy. And so I hear it later on in the mix. And I'm like, oh, what an idiot. Like, I, I'm just like b- bouncing have, a ball, clicking a, clicking a, like a stapler or something. I have this corkscrew that like, when I'm recording podcasts more so often than not, I'll be opening it and closing it and like making the click noise from it constantly. And I'm like, shit, I got to be more attentive to that and not do that. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough sometimes. Audio medium, the stuff that you're used to doing when you're just like fidgeting during a meeting when I'm on mute and like, you know, there's 60 people and nobody cares what I'm doing uh, is, is not fitting. It's not befitting a crystal clear audio experience the way that we like to provide to our listeners here on the award-winning Rosé Podcast. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Word. (laughs) Welcome (laughs) to the Rosé Podcast, available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and tune in among the many other places where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, The premise of our show, as always, is to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. And we do so while enjoying a delicious glass of rosé or some other type of beverage uh, <laughs> because we, we, have lost our, uh, we have lost the standard that we used to hold so dear to us uh, at the beginning of this program for a variety of reasons. Look, man, it's, it's, things have gotten wild over the last year. But the one thing that hasn't changed is that we want to answer your question. So if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, Email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. 
But before we get to those questions, let's talk about what we are drinking today. Tim Hansen. I am drinking Minuti M's Rosé. Uh, recommendation on our Instagram from California.Vines or California Wines. It's, uh, it's a very, very light-colored rosé. It's uh, on the dry side. Nothing offensive. It's okay. Uh, it almost just tastes like almost like a Chardonnay, but not really, is my guess, because I don't really know anything about white wines. <laughs> but it doesn't really taste like any of the rosés I've had so far. So it almost tastes like it's just a completely different kind of wine. And it okay. looks so light in color that it, mm-hmm. it, it it's just a white wine, essentially. Okay. okay. Is that nice? I do like that color, though. Oh, paleness, especially when you're holding up uh, where the light was. Like, ah, oh, yeah, it's got that nice sheen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby. Uh, Sean, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Baron Inspiration Cote de Provence wine from France. And this wine is fine. It's uh, inoffensive still, but it's very wet. Like, it's the opposite <laughs> of a dry wine. You know okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't okay. know how to ex- how to ex- the, how to describe it. Besides, it's very wet. The, the opposite of dry is sweet. So, so trying wet. to figure that out. Yeah, okay. Remember, dryness doesn't do deal with the texture in your mouth. It deals with the flavor. It has mm-hmm. a wet mouth feel. Okay, okay. <laughs> I would hope so. so it's I think, fluid. I think I that's the tannins in it. Maybe uh, I don't know. Oh, You're two, years, two years in, we know nothing. Still, We're back to the book. <laughs> My, the book. I should ask. I should ask my uncle. He works at a winery, and just be like, "Hey, so I got this wine, and it felt very wet. Was I right in saying that?" <laughs> you respond with, "Yes, Sean. It is a liquid." <laughs> like, just, Shut up, everyone. <laughs> this conversation makes me feel bad that we never actually got to go on our wine tour tasting. I know that we got, got last year. Yeah, right. It, it expired yeah. right as we were not allowed to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, something weird happened. Uh, yeah. Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Chad's Ford Winery Sunset Blush. It's a Pennsylvania rosé wine. And I just read the back, and uh, I feel like we've had this before because of the back. But I'll read it to you real quick. Uh, the refreshing and delicately sweet rosé with a fruit cup nose of grapefruit, uh, peaches, and strawberries is simply irresistible. Chad's Ford Winery, we like to say, drink light whites in the summer. Drink full-bodied reds in the winter, and drink sunset blush anytime the sun goes down. Oh yeah! The, I, f- I feel like we're still talking about wine. <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like we've yeah. read that before. But I don't remember this ever being talked about on the show. It is really good. And it's super fruity, and I really like it. All right, I'm drinking Kahlua and coffee. It's not a wine. What? <laughs> so moving on. Oh, no. uh, what's what's the tasting notes on the back of face? What's the uh, tasting notes on the notes, back of your mug? Uh, on the back of my mug is the Rick and Morty logo. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a gift from, from Tim and Martha, which is actually for my wife, but I have bogarted it because uh, because it is the biggest mug that we have. So it's it's my mug now. Uh, <laughs> those are the tasting notes on the back of the mug. It's, uh, it is delicious. <laughs> it has the taste of portal fluid. Um, so uh, I have the next envelope of questions, the next email of questions uh, for this episode. And again, email brosequestions at gmail.com if you want your questions answered on the air. Uh, But our first question, what is your standard order at a coffee shop? Parentheses. Remember places? Mm, Places. Non-existent. What's what's a place? 
Who does that place? Who knows? So yeah, Tim doesn't order coffee. Tim doesn't drink coffee. So I don't go to uh, coffee shops. <laughs> if you were so, if I dragged you to a Starbucks and said you're going to get something off this goddamn menu, bottle of water, a bottle of water, <laughs> or a hot chocolate. I, I guess. say hot I chocolate. Yeah, hot get a hot chocolate or tea or something. And they're going to be like, what kind? Or just be like. A normal one. I don't. I don't give a fuck. Just give it to me. <laughs> I'm not gonna drill you down. I'm like, oh yeah, I want like a uh, 72% cacao dark chocolate <laughs> hot cocoa. Ooh, that sounds good. That's, yeah, I think the, 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 that's, the, that's, the spirit of the question is okay. How much sugar, cream? Do you get like those weird flavor shots and everything? And I you don't really have that for hot chocolate. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, it's just like, well, I want mine with cream, but vegan cream or like lightly whipped. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. I know nothing. <laughs> I don't care. That's, that's like my, I my sister, nothing. she'll go to, uh, uh, on lunch, she'll go to, to Starbucks and I'll ask her like, uh, I'll ask her when she, when she's going, where are you going? She's like, Starbucks. I'm like, uh, and she's like, you don't like Starbucks. I'm like, no, cause I just like regular coffee. I don't do anything else. Like maybe occasionally I'll get a latte, but. My choice, like, I would prefer if I could go to Starbucks and just be like, Colombian brand, two cream, two sugar, that's it. Hmm. That, yeah, that's, yeah. that's my choice of coffee. I got you. I drink, I typically just drink black coffee. So it's just whatever your darkest roast is. Uh, and I don't and I want it black. That's all. Don't, don't, uh, sugar, no cream, no anything like that. Just, it is a vessel for caffeine for the most part. But uh, as far as a flavoring, I do enjoy like the darker roasts, like, uh, like the Wawa Cuban roast so good uh but at starbucks is just you know black coffee whatever you got mm-hmm. what about you sean uh i just like coffee with cream and sugar and then if they have vanilla i'll put vanilla in it mm. always if that's an mm. option to add vanilla flavoring to it always will mm-hmm. yeah uh, vanilla is the best mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so it's just it's real basic i don't like i do like like if i go to starbucks i'll get a white chocolate mocha because those are very good but they're so sweet and also i I don't know i think starbucks is like i and this is a cold take at this point but starbucks is like the most overrated coffee place Mm -hmm. on the on the map i think Mm. it's it's convenient because it's usually in target so if i go to target with mary back you know in the times when we'll be allowed to go places again ah yes uh like we would get uh we would get some Starbucks in the Target and then wander around. But mm. if it's not convenient, I'm never I'm never choosing Starbucks. I think Dunkin' Donuts has better coffee than Starbucks. Yeah, I, like, I would say I Dunkin' agree, is like, like comparable. Like I don't particularly like Dunkin' coffee, but I would say it's about there's no like is a it's a negligible difference for me yeah. between Starbucks and Dunkin'. But it, but there's like mm-hmm. a gulf in terms of price, so I think oh, that's absolutely. where I am. So I yeah so I'd rather I'd rather pay less for a similar coffee experience. Oh for sure for sure yeah any yeah. any like, day. I would I would much rather get uh, different kinds of drinks like either smoothies or even uh, bubble tea over coffee. Like my my go to right now I don't go to uh, Starbucks after I go food shopping in Cherry Hill. I'll go to Kung Fu Tea after I go food shopping and get some bubble tea. Bubble I'll get tea. a. Um, what is it? I need to look up the menu to remember what it is. Uh, 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 milk, uh, milk green tea with bubbles. Kung Fu milk green tea with bubbles. My wife is so, a big fan of Kung Fu tea. Big fan. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, she lo- loves bubble tea, loves like little tapioca balls and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like big fan. I, I never got into it, but she's she's uh, a a big big fan. So uh, I've I've gr- gr- have a passing familiarity with the kung fu tea menu now as a result of uh, going to pick up some <laughs> orders for us. Uh, her her coffee order is much more interesting than mine. Hers is uh, just you know like regular coffee with almond milk, uh, a single Splenda, and then like a hazelnut shot. Uh, flavor like an unsweetened hazelnut shot flavor. Tim's got a adorable background now with a uh, with a mug of coffee, oh. and uh, the the cream is in the shape of three hearts. Oh, look at that! It's, it's beautiful. Nice it's little coffee shop. Man. Yeah, yep. look at that. Is that as close as you've ever been to a cup of coffee, Tim? I worked at Wawa <laughs> for six years, Matt. Yeah, Do you know how boss. much coffee can... I've made. I've made more coffee than you will ever drink in your lifetime. <laughs> but you, but you're, so. you're the boss. You could just make people do it. You don't start as the boss, champ. <laughs> and, on sec- and on second shift, like everybody does everything. That's just how it mm-hmm. works. So oh, when, when it comes to the coffee, the more pressing question is, what Entenmann's product do you have when drinking coffee? Chocolate Junior. Chocolate Junior is legit, man. How about you guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the, the crumb cake donuts. Uh-huh. Okay. Salad. Sean, it, 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 no, no one, no one else, no, 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 no. dive in here. I mean, hot I don't drink takes. coffee. So the, yeah. the, I like the chocolate ones with the yellow inside, the yellow donut inside. Oh, uh, okay, that's my chocolate, favorite. chocolate cake. I guess would yeah, that I would guess be. because it's just it has that because it has dark chocolate, so it's real bitter, but it has really sweet cake donut inside. So nice, yeah, that's what I'm Fair going enough. for. And Tim, when you get your hot chocolate, what do you what kind of Tim's products? Uh, a Dunkin' Donut Boston Cream. Mm, Boston Cream, okay. Boston okay. Cream is delicious. You're damn right it is. Our next question, uh, not counting Christmas, when did you give? When did you last give a gift, and what was it? Um, I gave. I got Mary flowers for our anniversary. Some flowers and some oh. chocolates for our anniversary, which is right after Christmas. Mm. And I currently have to get my mom a birthday present. Her birthday was is inauguration day. Oh, wow. happy happy go. birthday, Sean's mom! Yep. And my sister's birthday is two days from now, so it's a lot. January is <laughs> a lot of presents. Your 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 real sister or your unknown sister? My real sister. Okay. Mm, yeah. Um, well, what would you get for the unknown sister for sure? <laughs> my uh, my last non Christmas gift was actually to Sean because his birthday is. Four days before Christmas? Yes, it is. Five days. Five days. Uh, it was the um, uh, vinyl soundtrack to Untitled Goose Game. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, that sounds <laughs> awesome. Of course, I played it immediately. It's so nice. I, I When I saw that, I was like, ooh, Sean likes vinyls. <laughs> you know what? I need to start collecting vinyls now, too. Bought two of them. I don't have a record player. <laughs> He's look at him. Got to get on that. <laughs> yeah. Tim, what was the last gift you gave somebody not counting Christmas? Uh, randomly, out of nowhere, a couple weeks ago, I bought Martha just like a chocolate heart. And I had to look for one that didn't say Valentine's Day on it. <laughs> I was just like, I want to get her something cute and delicious. And it turns out Martha doesn't like Ferrero Rocher. And I just never knew because I never buy them. Uh, so I ate it. 
So you bought the gift for Martha, but it was I actually did, just I, for yourself. I didn't know. She was like, oh, that's so sweet, but I hate it. How do you know, like, Ferrero Rocher? What's your, what's your problem with Ferrero Rocher? I, I don't know. I didn't ask. Maybe the hazelnut if she or says, something? If, if she doesn't like it, I go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. All right. This isn't, this isn't the Spanish Inquisition, Matt. <laughs> so you're not taking that second and third level question, because that would be me. Like, as soon as my, I realize my wife doesn't like something that is objectively great, uh, I have to be like, all right, no, no, no. You've got to explain this to me. Like, you got you got to break down for me what I'm doing wrong and where I went wrong in this relationship. Uh, so, uh, no, but I was just curious because Ferrero Rocher is like everything good. It is it's got a it, creamy yeah. chocolate and everything. I like it. I, I mean, right. I could understand if it was the hazelnut. Sell you on it. You like it, obviously. Clearly, ha- hazelnut can be pretty strong. I, 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 I like Ferrero Rocher, but I don't like hazelnut flavoring. So. The last gift I gave somebody uh, not at Christmas, I think, was also for uh, Sean O'Brien's birthday. Yeah. Uh, I sent him a cooking class online, you did. Uh, which was which was not a subtweet. Uh, that was a <laughs> <laughs> that was just a genuinely. It seems like you might be interested in this. Uh, so Jenna and I got it. Then got Sean a Udemy class for uh, for, for baking cook- for baking. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so I, th- I think that was the last non Christmassy thing. Um, yeah, I, I, there's been nothing else since then. The Valentine's Day in a month. Uh, my my in law's birthday is next month. My mother in law, but uh, that's it. It's the opposite for me. That that period that you're talking about, Sean, where it's just everybody's birthday is like yeah. uh, October to November. So right before the holidays. So like, oh, yeah. So like January and February, the checking accounts in a rebuilding phase uh, yeah. in the Casnell household because it's just a murderer's row of of presents that we're, we wind up getting for people. That's in me. The fall. Uh, that that's me. February through April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 we got that, that time of the year um our next question do you sing in the shower of course i do i sing outside of the shower why wouldn't i sing in the shower <laughs> i sing everywhere in the goddamn house uh <laughs> Yeah, I do. I'm Tim. <laughs> what? How do you have this queued up, man? So he, he, Tim has already recycled from coffee to wrapping presents to now he's in like a now he's in the shower. It's a waterfall uh, shower. It's a waterfall shower. It's beautiful. Uh, he's just switching around his backgrounds on this. Um, so, quick. so yeah, absolutely sing in the shower for sure. I don't. Mm. Mm. Why not? It just never was a thing for me. I listen mm-hmm. to music in the shower. Like if I want to get a shower done quick, I'll put my I'll put on Spotify and listen to a song and try to get it try to get like the full shower done in two songs. Oh, uh, okay. But I don't I don't really sing in the shower, and I don't know why. Because it's not like mm-hmm. I don't sing. I sing all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I sing, I sing randomly walking through the house. So like it's just a natural extension from like I'm in the bathroom or going taking a shower. Like it's just a natural extension for me to just keep singing as a result <laughs> yeah yeah that's honestly why we have an echo in the bathroom is so that we can listen to music and sing in the shower for oh, both yeah. of us so martha and i both sing in the shower yeah ah, okay nice nice i Thanks, i do something a little less therapeutic i relive arguments in the shower <laughs> that's a terrible idea it, it, oh, it's the worst because then my showers tend to be like 20 30 minutes long because i'm just sitting there like after shampooing my hair like well, I should have fucking said this ten years ago, and then this would have happened. Then I could have, <laughs> and I'm just reliving an argument for mm-hmm. the whole shower. Love um, it. yeah, it's the worst. 
It would give me a strong aversion to bathing or showering in any way. Uh, it would be like, well, the only thing I do while I'm in there is just remind myself of it's like the the speed de l'escalier, I think is what it's called. Like the, the, oh, yeah. the remember remembering a comeback that you should have had, mm-hmm. uh, but remembering it. It's like the the old jerk store uh, thing from yeah. Seinfeld. <laughs> well, <laughs> the it's... jerk store called and they're running out of you. Like <laughs> like that would make me want to like never clean myself ever. <laughs> but that I, was the only thing I did in there. I think it's mostly because like. In my pre-shower routine, I'll be on Facebook a lot while I'm doing said pre-shower routine. Um, and, like, uh, just for some reason, like, uh, somebody from the past will come up that I no longer talk to. And then that'll remind me why I don't talk to them. And then I'll, while in the shower, just get myself angry because of the mm-hmm. final arguments we had as to why I don't talk to them anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'll just relive that while showering. And it's the worst. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's rough. That's tough, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other shower singing thoughts you have like a genre or type of song or band or whatever that you, that you typically listen to or sing in the shower everything. anything that tickles your fancy every so often i'll randomly just break out into uh, seize the day from newsies uh which is hilarious because i've never seen it <laughs> but i know all the words because my college roommate sophomore year would constantly i guess he was in a production of it at some point so he mm-hmm. was constantly singing that every time he took a shower so it's like that's how i learned all the words <laughs> yeah <laughs> shout out to goggles um, who will probably right, never our next question <laughs> uh what is the last tv show you binged we binged the queen's gambit a couple weeks ago how was it? Uh, it was pretty good. I liked it. Jenna liked it more than I did. But I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I think t- Tim, you watched that, right? Didn't you? Yeah. Queen Martha. Gambit. Very good. Yeah. Thoroughly um, enjoyed. The, the the main actress uh, who who played the main character, I forgot all the names that are associated with the show already, but uh, but she's she's excellent. Uh, and the show itself, I, I, I liked well enough. Uh, that was mm-hmm. the last one we binged. We are currently in the process of rewatching Mr. Robot because that show is just so mm-hmm. goddamn good. Yeah, I have to start um, over. I can't remember where I left off with uh with Mr. Robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 tough because they, they it's so there's it's it gets so winding by like the second and third season that it's like if you've missed a beat, you're like, why why is he talking to him like that again? Like, mm-hmm. So, um, but what about you guys? What have you binged recently? Uh, um, I I watched um Marvel's anime X Men. Hmm. Um. Okay. It's, Where did it's you an watch ad- it? Uh, it's on Netflix. So it came Is out. It? Uh, X-Men and Wolverine both came out on Netflix in December. But it, it, it's an anime that was released back in like 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just, I sat down, I watched it. Um, it's good. I like it. I enjoyed it. It's it's anime and X-Men. So it's not a lot bad. Uh, uh-huh. the, char- the character design for Beast is weird. But besides that, it's it's good. How about you, Sean? Uh, I watched the. I recently re-binged The Good Place. I watched it in like. Oh yeah! Oh, we did that too. We did it before yeah. the New Year. Yeah, just it was very quickly. I watched it in like maybe a week. It's so good. Uh, and then I've also, I, I, I did binge The Great British Bake Off for a little while. I binged like a couple seasons of it, but then they changed hosts and I was very disappointed. So I didn't mm-hmm. watch it for a very long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Understandable. I, very understandable. Yeah. yeah. 
I I like I like the the modern hosts more so than the uh, original and older hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Um, the black haired dude. Noel's Noel something. No, no. Dude, um, Noel is amazing. Yeah, he's on he's, eight out of ten cats sometimes, or like the big fat quiz show, and like mm-hmm. he's in so many different British shows, and every oh, time no, just is this love Noel him. Fielding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, he was, dude, he's awesome. He was in the first <laughs> season of the uh, the IT crowd too. Yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, Mary he's him in... hates him. Really, Mary, really in, on the British on the British Bake Off because it's so mm. corny. Like it's just a corny show, and I like I love that about it. How like how corny it is, mm-hmm. but Mary is just not about it at all. She's just like oh, these guys are so annoying, and I'm like, no man. I, that's that's kind of kind of what they're there for, though. Like uh, yeah. they're they're there to host and announce, but also be annoying. Especially the most recent with uh, Matt being the uh, the new host. Um, he's great. I he's he's their, awesome. Their chemistry together, the two of them, are, is amazing. So I'm back. Yeah. I'm back on board after I, I, I missed the first two. I loved Matt in uh, Doctor Who. So like I, when I saw that he was the new host, I was like, "Oh, this is great! I love him." Yeah. Wait, Matt Smith? No. Uh, is is it Matt? Yeah. The 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 um the albino bald headed dude round. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. I did not know he was gay either until British Bake Off. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tim, what have you binged lately? Uh, American Gods. If okay. you can't tell from Makes the sense. background. <laughs> Does it track? Yeah. Uh, I've, yeah. Like I, Martha read the book maybe a year or so ago. She doesn't remember a lot of it. Um, so it's been interesting to see how it's changed from what little she does remember. For her, anyway. And for me, it's just... I knew the show was coming, and I wanted to see the show first. Mm-hmm. Because, in my experience reading the book and then watching the thing is just the entire time I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, they're on a new season, which I think a new episode came out this week. So got to mm-hmm. go watch that today. Mm-hmm. But we binged the first two seasons in like three, four days. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Great show. Highly recommend if you have stars. The book is okay. very good too. As I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, our next question Unless you guys have any other thoughts on binging television or what you watched lately. No. No. Hmm? If someone wrote a biography about you, what do you think the title would be? Uh, you should have said that. It's a biography about all the times where I got into discussions and things and wanted to say I told you so, but didn't. And you should have said that. But you didn't. But I didn't. <laughs> it's a long book. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 it'll be very long. Tim, what would your biography be called? Dumbass. <laughs> Mine was going to be Schadenfreude <laughs> for much much the same reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Watching people suffering. <laughs> uh, I think mine would be uh, the garbage picking, field goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon. <laughs> after my Fantastic. biography uh, starring Tony Danza as me uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know uh, what my biography be called um, uh, hey can't see through you probably um, <laughs> yeah, pro- probably something along those lines I don't know uh, 
yeah, it's just probably something stupid. Something stupid. A Matt Casnell story. We'll put it that way. I, you know, that I like works. It. That it's definitely good. works. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You sure about that? Matt <laughs> Casnell. Uh, any other biography uh, title ideas? Uh, I mean, I can't really think of any, but I'm sure there's some really good ones that could work for me. Yeah. Hmm. It's hard because there's so much there's so much to write about. I've lived mm-hmm. a full life. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. continuing to live my full life. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like at what like what time frame is this biography taking place? Is it like a full life biography or is it just a small little sliver of my life? Like it there's so much to think about and and what what it would be named that like yeah, my immediate reaction is just going to be what I had said, which was, uh, you should have said that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, then. Our next question. How would you define your personal work-life balance in terms of ratio? 50-50, 70-30, etc. It's changed a lot, especially mm. since the pandemic. I think it's it's not, it's gotten less so I would say probably like 60, 40 work to home. Yeah. I don't know. It might be closer to 50, 50 now. Cause I'm, mm. cause I am working like a lot of my day is spent working and then also taking care of Alice and then getting her where she needs to go. And then, cause she's got a lot of business as, as a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her work life balance is way out of way. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, slow down, baby. Yeah, what I can just see I can see Alice in a pantsuit just getting ready to go to the business office with a with a briefcase and just like mm-hmm. her good coat, to go, Dad. Come on now. She has. She I got my like, passy in my bottle. I'm good her to go. Her winter coat is a pea coat, and it's so funny to me. <laughs> like just a little little business girl going doing her stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> yeah, mine's probably like 60, 40, 65, 35 at most. Like I, I think. The nature this is my last job. The nature of my job was such, at least during the last couple of months, that uh, that as long as I like, I could usually knock out whatever I wanted, and a lot of my work was contingent upon how quickly our sales team could get back to me, mm-hmm. uh, which was not fast at all because they don't care because uh, <laughs> they they don't care until uh, they absolutely need to, and then they care way too much, and it's like hustle, hustle, hustle. So, um, so I would say it's like sixty forty, uh, and that's just about the right amount, I, I think. Maybe it could it could stand to be a, a little less because I'm lazy. But, uh, <laughs> but 60, 40 is, is about right. Cause like, okay, you're getting stuff done. You're productive. That's where you're spending, you know, two thirds to, you know, 60% of your day is at your job. So, uh, so yeah, we'll go with that. How about you, Tim? Yeah. I was trying to figure out like time wise, how much time do I spend at work? I'd probably say 55, 45. That math yeah. works, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I, I'm salary, so technically I can work longer hours and should if the work needs done. But um, mm-hmm. nothing is ever like very rarely do I have to stay late for any particular issue. So I and because I don't want to become overinvested in a company that uh, that site sucks. So uh, I'm not going to dedicate more time for a place that doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So like five o'clock hits and I'm like gone. Yeah. Fuck that place. And <laughs> literally like eight fifty nine is when I walk up to my desk. So mm-hmm. nine to five, not playing any additional games. So fifty five forty five, because 
I mean, there is the occasional day where I get stuck until eight o'clock and I hate my life, but you know, right. Shit mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. It happens occasionally. Uh, How about you, Rich? I, I think, I don't know. Personally, I would prefer to have like a, a 50, 50 where like from nine to five, Monday through Friday, that's what I do is work. But right now with the workflow coming in, uh, I'm more so lean at probably a 30, 70, uh, 30, 30 work, 70 home. Uh, just because from the time I clock in at eight o'clock in the morning until about 11, 1130, I maybe do 20 minutes worth of work because that's mm. all that comes in. So on Friday mornings, I'll sit there and I'll watch WandaVision while clocked in at work <laughs> just because I don't have anything else to do and mm. they know it. And it's like, well, these reports don't come out until close to noon and that's where all your work comes from. Mm-hmm. So from eight o'clock till noon, do these reports that are in that take no time at all. And then fill your day, clean your desk, whatever. Unrelated is WandaVision supposed to be a play on long division or is that just me? N- no, it's like no. a television. It's television. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it, just, it sounds like long division. So I'm like, I get it. Long division. No, it's, it's television <laughs> because each show references and takes, a different from, genre of from TV. a different genre genre of sitcom TV. Yeah. So like, yeah, the first I, I've, I've seen the trailers. Yeah. I know what the, the gist of yeah. it is. But Hot yeah. take so far. The show is a solid meh. Really? I had, had it's you, not. It's, it's nothing exciting. And that, the people losing their minds over it on on line. Just I don't get it. It's hmm. it's the intrigue. It's the mystery. Have did, have you watched Friday's episode that just came out? No, but people were losing their minds before Friday's episode. And they're like, oh my god, this is amazing. I was like, what's amazing? Nothing's happened yet. This is boring as fuck. I I, I find it great, but I also love those like old schooly sitcoms. So it's meh. Yuck, it's yuck, to yuck. each his own, but I, th- it's I think 2021. it's 2021. <laughs> I don't need to watch a knockoff of I Love Lucy. Yeah. What about a knockoff of Laverne and Shirley? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Flintstones? Huh? Before we get to the next question, Sean, Rich, just just sit right there. Just just take a seat for a second, because Tim and I want to talk to you about the Not My Type podcast. Now, Tim, you know you're my type. Tell me about the Not My Type podcast. So for more non-serious conversations about serious pop culture, check out Not My Type. Each episode features BuzzFeed style quizzes about a movie or TV fandom. It's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty chill. Dude, that's awesome. And, and you know what? New episodes come out every Wednesday. So for more information about the show, check out notmytypepod.com. That's notmytypepod.com. It's the Not My Type Podcast. All right, back to the show. Um, Tim, do you have access to a hot dog background? A hot dog background? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, in preparation for the next question, I feel like it would be very important to have a hot dog as a background. No, but I already have a different one lined up for this. Are you sure? Oh, okay. All right, never mind. Uh, I forgot you have access <laughs> to the questions. I was going to see. If you were a salad, what kind of dressing would you have? I just thought it'd be funny for Tim to have hot dogs in the background when we bring up a salad. A hot, do- hot dog salad? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a taco yeah. salad. So if you were a salad, what kind of dressing would you have? Hmm. I'd probably uh, be ranch. That's a good dressing. I'm not. I'm not terribly exciting, but it like gives you that country sense and like mm-hmm. country strength. Yeah, it me. 
<laughs> uh, Tim, Tim, Tim's got that down on the farm kind of vibe to him when it comes to a salad. Yeah, uh, I'd probably be um, an Italian. Um, mm-hmm. That home home family style, that that mm-hmm. comfort food uh, for everyone type of thing, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. I think um, since I, I've got the Irish background, I think it only makes sense for my salad dressing to just be um, like chipped beef. <laughs> just, just, I thought you were going to say Guinness. Laramie, no, no. <laughs> yeah, Guinness dressing. Thank you, Tim, for, for acquiescing to my stupid request and putting a hot dog in the background. You're for welcome. Salad question, hot dog salad. Uh, genuinely, I would pick, I would just pick whatever my favorite one is, and that's Thousand Island, uh, which is not uh, the healthiest salad dressing for you, but God, do I love it. Uh, it's delicious. <laughs> It's so good. It's 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 the perfect salad dressing because like first of all because I love Rubens. Rubens like my favorite mm-hmm. sandwich. So uh, so get, you got the Ruben aspect to that. Uh, it's also I believe the main ingredient for the secret sauce in McDonald's uh, it, burgers. Rich, you can confirm or deny that, um, it, but I believe that's is, the case. It is the ingredient for the secret it's sauce. The, it's the ingredients. It's it just is Thousand the Island. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's Thousand Island mixed with bad uh and uh but yeah yeah dude it's, it's so good it's good on everything and boy good on salad on that topic uh when i went on my trip to south africa in high school there was a they didn't have i mean if they had mcdonald's i didn't see any but they had a food chain called steers mm-hmm. and they just had a like here's your ketchup here's your mayo and like those pump stations and then the very last one was thousand island dressing and it is the oh, best thing ever oh my god dip your so fries and they put that shit on the burgers that i just got put that shit on everything yeah when i get a salad i tend to go for a ranch but for some reason like a thousand island dressing is like a special occasion dressing for me like mm-hmm. if i'm out like out mm-hmm. to dinner being fancy oh, i'll get that thousand island but normally i stick with ranch but i do love a thousand island dressing. It's so rich. It's so good. It's yeah. so much flavor. Uh, Sean, did you give one? No, I would go with French though. That's my favorite Ooh. dressing, and I haven't had it in so long. Mm-hmm. I just love it. So that would be I have mine. an aversion to French only because French is like it looks similar enough to Thousand Island that when I see it, I think it's, I'm getting Thousand Island and I'm not. <laughs> it's 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 Thousand it's Thousand Island without the chunks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nothing against the French. French is perfectly good in my opinion. It's just it's 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 a, a bit of a tease. For me, mm-hmm. I always forget how much I like French until it's like one of the few options I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. It's, I, I, I think, it. like to take from this, it's just that salad dressing is good. I, I've I've seldom had a salad dressing I did not like. Yeah, as mm-hmm. we've mentioned before, salads are just boats for dressing. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Like a like a light like if you can go healthy, you can, the the only healthy salad dressing options are like you can go like a light Italian or like a balsamic vinaigrette or oil and vinegar or something like that like salad dressing is inherently not good for you uh it is meant to make the roughage that you're eating more palatable but <laughs> uh but that doesn't mean it's not delicious exactly mm-hmm. that's true yeah. any other thoughts on what salad dressing if you were a salad i guess so if you were a salad what kind of dressing would you have i guess i would be grossed out if i was the salad and had a uh, thousand island poured all over me so uh, if i was physically yeah. a salad <laughs> it's just the, the foulest picture of Tim bathing in Thousand Island dressing as he's like, ah, oh, yes, just, <laughs> just absolutely fouling this up for me. I, I guess I would go balsamic vinaigrette at that point. <laughs> nice, nice. What about um, what about the listeners? What would the listeners? I don't give a shit. 
<laughs> Same. If you the listeners it. want to tell. You heard it first here, listeners. Yeah, Matt, Matt Kaz, doesn't no. care. Right under the bus. Just give it. The, just give us those clicks, baby. No, uh, <laughs> if you are interested, uh, we we do. <laughs> you genuinely want to hear uh, what uh, what, sa- what kind of salad dressing uh, you would have on you if you were a salad. Uh, which, by the way, the, the more I'm diving into this, uh, again, very suggestive question here. Like, what would you be uh, bathing in salad dressing on? But uh, if you were a salad, what kind of dressing would be on you? Brose questions at gmail.com. Brose underscore podcast at Twitter and Instagram. Brose podcast on Facebook. At real Donald Trump, Trump on Twitter. Um, uh, is it really? Uh, no, like, no, or, no. Well, well, that, I don't that, think that exists uh, anymore. Nah, he's, he's gone. But, uh, but if they don't let him back on, maybe I can swoop in there and get the handle. I'm, I'm actually surprised we haven't talked about that in the past two I'm weeks. okay with it's it. It's fine. How much We've do you think that handle's worth? Like if they, if they re- let's say, let's say I, I, I'm, before we get to the last question, I have a random hypothetical. because we, we're, we're doing pretty well on time here. If they reactivated the real Donald Trump Twitter handle but said, Donald, you can't have it. It's open to the highest bidder. How much do you uh, think that that Twitter handle's worth? That it's like 90 that, million people following him, but it's got all that baggage? It's millions of dollars. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Yeah, because you've got like, first of all, not just that you have the ninety million and like all the, the 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 eyeballs on it, but like you have all of these bots that are automatically set up to respond positively or negatively to all of that. See, <laughs> there's so much. Like you just start tweeting about whatever, like you know, hot dog salad, and suddenly you've got like great idea, sir, excellent idea, like just all yeah. these all these uh, bots following you. It's my so, president. It's, yeah, <laughs> not my yeah. Resign, not my sir. Hot dog salad. Yeah, yeah, hot dog salad, and you get a bunch of people going like Mueller's coming after you because they haven't updated their thing yet. <laughs> uh, so we have our final question of of this session is another audio <laughs> daily double question. So we have an audio file here. I'm going to queue it up real quick. Uh, and again, if you have an audio question, we're welcome to these. Uh, we, we always appreciate hearing from the listeners in, in multiple forms of media. But let me just get this audio form up real quick. And uh, here we go. (laughs) Sorry, again. (laughs) Uh, Scott Stapp listens to this? Hopefully. Uh, Here we go. Hello, my brothers from Brose. I'm back again. I I decided, you know, I I listened to my memo on the radio waves, and I decided I loved it. I'm I'm infatuated with the sound of my own voice on the airwaves, so I'm going to do it again. I, got, I gotta say though, to Mr. Casnell, I have no, absolutely zero idea who this Tommy down the shore or whoever is. I, I don't know who that is, but he does sound as though he's my uncle. So we're, we're gonna have to go to the ancestry.com and figure it out because my family was kind of weird in the 80s. So we'll, we'll figure that one out. But listen. I loved talking to you guys last time, and I, I talked for a long time trying to get some yucks out of you, because that's, that's the main goal. I want to make people happy, you know? I want to make them smile. And I, I realized I broke a rule. I messed up in my last audio memo here, and, and uh, I never actually asked a question. So this time, eventually I will get to a question uh, while still trying to get to some yucks. You know, maybe maybe talk about a little a little bit of important stuff too. So um, I, I I've met a couple of the other neighbors over here, and uh, 
I'm still gonna make the other ones a cake, but I got a knock at the door the other day. And, you know, it's kind of scary the first time somebody knocks on your door. You know, this is the first place I've ever lived that's not my parents' house. I'm like, oh my god, I'm the adult now. I gotta answer the door. So I answer the door, and it's this, this couple from across the way. It turns out they're my friend from college's parents. And they were so nice. You know what they did? This this fine lady, bless her heart, she made me some tomato gravy. She made me biscotti. And then she got me a box of pasta and some meatballs, homemade meatballs, to make me a housewarming dinner, COVID edition. I was like, oh my God, Mrs. Mitch's mom, you gotta be absolutely kidding me. I am on Lexapro. And I am biologically incapable of crying. But trust me, I am crying at the moment in my doorway right now. It was a delicious dinner. I ate it for three different nights. Uh, and that, then I go over to their house and I said, hey, here's, a, here's a thank you note for you. I, I really appreciated you welcoming me to the neighborhood. You know, that's real nice because I don't know where the hell I am. I just bought a house. Um, like, that was so kind of you. You fed me for three different nights. And she's like, are you kidding me? That was supposed to be one dinner. What's wrong with you? And I said, I don't know. I, I know that I'm a big guy, but I can't eat like that, you know? I, I can eat some pasta if I really want to impress somebody, but that, that was a whole box of angel hell pasta. I, I can't eat that all in one sitting. So that, that's been a nice addition to the neighborhood, you know what I mean? Um, now, now the question that I wanted to get around to you guys is something that I've really been wrestling with myself about. And it comes a little bit from the different questions that you guys entertained over the course of your show before. Um, but it also goes along with this new house here. So along with the pandemic, I am very lazy and I am very impatient. So I want shit to happen now. You know what I mean? I don't want to sit around on eggshells all day waiting for something to happen. So I furnished my entire house via Amazon. I, I fed the Bezos beast, if, if you will. Uh, I contributed further to one human being becoming a goddamn trillionaire. We, we thought that would never be possible, but here we are, and I, I'm making it help. And I'm gonna keep buying shit from Amazon because it's so convenient. So, my question to you guys, how often do you buy stuff from Amazon? And I guess a part B to that question, do you have any sort of like, mm, I don't know, buyer's guilt, like ethical guilt when you're buying this shit? Because I know that it's not shit, you know? Everything that I bought, in this house at least, is something that I literally need. You know, I need more coffee, so I bought coffee grounds. It was here in less than a day. It blew my mind. I need some uh, some of the fuzzy things for the bottom of my kitchen chairs, so I don't F up my chairs, you know what I mean? Um, but I realized today, when I had some wood filler delivered here, because I, I messed up my floor, I gotta get some wood filler, I realized my entire attic right now is chock full of Amazon delivery boxes. And here I am, 
you know, on my high horse on social media telling everybody, oh, you should save the bees and plant some goddamn milkweed for the monarchs. But then here I am over here. I furnished my whole goddamn house in Amazon. And, and I, I, my, my entire attic is a fire hazard with Amazon cardboard boxes. So what, what do you guys think? I, I want to hear what you have to say. And, you know, if you've got an alternative to this, in the current pandemic, when it's over, when I can go to a store more safely, you know, let, let me know. Be a peach and, uh, you know, keep me posted, okay? I'll talk to you. All right. Bye now. All right, guys. So um, a couple of things, a couple of things uh, as we as we come back from that. Um, first of all, very humble brag on like how much pasta he can eat if he wanted to impress someone. <laughs> well, the whole impress box angel hair. Yeah, oh, ox angel hair. I, I've got to get uh, maybe between episodes. Uh, the uh, I'll, I'll cue up Tommy from down the shore and see <laughs> see if uh, see if the four of you agree, three of you agree with my uh, my my thought on their similarity. But to the point of the matter, uh, uh, Bodega Brian has furnished his entire home and purchased a lot of stuff on Amazon. So the question was. How frequently do you buy stuff from Amazon, and uh, do you have any sort of buyer's guilt because of the the ethical ramifications of purchasing from Amazon? I don't have any buyer's guilt because, I mean, capitalism. Uh, <laughs> and honestly, most of what I buy from Amazon is usually because trying to find it anywhere near me or from anything comparable is exorbitantly more expensive or just inaccessible. So, and I, I, I mean, I also can't talk on ethics all that much because, uh, I have a stack of Amazon boxes behind me and a couple more in the living room. <laughs> Not that we can tell because you made your background a bodega. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm chilling in Brian's bodega right now. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so so <laughs> yeah. fair response. So, so not a ton of guilt because that's just sort of the way it rolls. But you buy pretty frequently from Amazon. Um, I try I try not to make it frequently because that means I'm spending too much money, uh, right. and just spending money I probably don't have. And that's probably where my Amazon view comes from. Is what I am buying is usually for something, uh, a hobby or a niche or a specific kind of tool for a specific kind of thing. So it's not that it's a frequent thing. It's just that usually when I do, there's a lot of stuff I need to order at the same time. So like I bought a, like I'm getting back into building uh, models again. So I bought a bunch of paints, like specific colors that it's not, it's not just red. It's a specific kind of red I needed uh, that it's like, all right, well I can go to the hobby shop and spend $12 on this one color or i could get for two dollars on amazon and i can get all of my paints for the same price as that one that i would have gotten at uh hobby lobby or something like that yeah uh or it's like a specific drill bit that for whatever reason home depot doesn't have or lowe's doesn't have or something like that so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. how about you sean um i feel a decent amount of remorse for doing it, but it's it's so convenient, it's impossible not to. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no... I try to, when I can, support local businesses when I'm buying things, but, like, for the most part, that's just not reasonable. Like, 
like Tim said, sometimes it just comes down to a cost thing. It's like Amazon, it has the best deal that you're going to get. And it's like, I can't justify for my hobbies spending any more than is absolutely necessary. So mm. it sucks, but like Amazon won, guys. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, a lot of the things you buy on Amazon, like name a small storefront where you could buy the same thing or something comparable. That like even if you can find it somewhere else, it's like Best Buy, and all the problems you have with Amazon, you have with Best Buy. So it's the same complaint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when it comes to like small storefronts and supporting small businesses, it's like that's the butcher down the road, or that's like yeah, you know, a small dress shop, or like that that it, it's not. Oh, where am I gonna? Th- there are no small town hobby shops anymore. Like essentially, not really. Or at yeah. least in this area of Pennsylvania, there fucking aren't. Closest one is Allied Hobby, or not Allied Hobbies, they went out of business. Uh, Hobbytown USA in Westchester, which is pretty much just trans now, so fuck that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and to your point, and, and, and coincidentally, what, what came to mind when he was asking this question, Sean, is because you, you just mentioned uh, you're rewatching, you binge watched The Good Place recently. Um, and if you recall, in the fourth season, uh, I'm not going to make any spoilers here, but they start talking about the system that they use to rate people. Uh, that come into the good place. And it's like, the world's just so complicated now. And they say like, I bought a tomato and I lost 50 points towards my final score because it it came from like exploited workers or something like that. And they're like, there's a chicken sandwich that tastes so good. But if you eat it, it means you hate gay people. Like it's (laughs) it's like one of those things. So that's what I think of is like, yeah, like there are ethical ramifications for, from purchasing from Amazon. But to Tim's point, a lot of the more like eccentric or esoteric stuff that you want to buy, from Amazon that you want to try somewhere else. Like, what are the options? Best Buy, you know, uh, a bigger electronic store. And even if you go to an, I'm not going to cast small business owners with a broad brush because I think small business owners are are absolutely vital to the economy. But uh, there's no telling, like if you buy from a small business owner, there's always like the 50% chance that they have some very objectionable views that you're you're supporting as well. Like, Mm. you know, if you get the small business owner who runs that hobby shop and suddenly they actually think that those QAnon people have some really interesting ideas when you think about it. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to say that they all think that because they certainly don't, but there's always... There is always a chance that you are funding something that you don't mean to when you are purchasing something like that. So the the short answer is I have a small amount of buyer's remorse from buying from Amazon, but usually it's it's less the fact that I'm like feeding the beast or whatever. It's more so like, boy, they made it so easy for to separate me from my wallet that uh, I shouldn't have bought this thing that's really easy uh, to purchase. So uh, I would say recently uh, in the last like, couple of years i would say that my my amazon purchasing uh has been like at, at most like once a week uh depending on what we need uh but no no more than once or twice a, you know once every like one or two weeks i would say uh there's mm-hmm. a there's an order coming in from amazon how about you rich yeah i uh pre-covid i would really only use amazon for christmas and birthday gifts like i i actually wouldn't use amazon that often so like my buyer's remorse then wasn't wasn't all that bad, but since COVID, it like it's kicked up because I'm like, I'd rather just order this than go out and risk things. Like you never know what could happen. Uh, so like I, I have increased my purchasing of things during COVID through Amazon, but again, my buyer's remorse is still low because I'm like, as much as I hate funding this asshole that runs Amazon, I don't want to run the risk of like. For this random purchase of, I want reusable uh, freezer bags 
I don't want to run the risk to go out potentially catch COVID to buy reusable freezer bags when I could just get them delivered tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So like, and, and on that note, like reusable freezer bags are something I just purchased. Like that is a more economic purchase than buying normal freezer bags that like, all right, I don't feel as bad for buying them from Amazon because it's also something that's kind of helping the environment because I'm going to keep using them and not use the plastic bags that are throwaway one-time use. Uh, yeah. So it's just like, it's it's 50, it's like, it's not that high right now, but if I were buying uh, stuff from Amazon during times not like this, mm-hmm. I, I would I would feel a little bit more worse because I would much rather, even though it's not small business, I would much rather go to Target and basically like buy something from Target that I could have gotten on Amazon to make sure somebody still gets to work for that hour that day because they might have cut hours because they weren't making sales. Like, mm-hmm. I'd much rather the people locally still working instead of buying from Amazon. Hmm. Any other thoughts on the Amazon purchasing conundrum? It, it's hard. Like Matt mm-hmm. said, it's it, everything is so complicated now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, it's 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 the and and the, the what the trick of the COVID thing is that typically the cl- the customer excuse me typically the businesses that have the the capacity or the flexibility to be doing a lot of delivery or curbside pickup and stuff like that are the bigger businesses like you can call a small business and be like hey can I pick this up mm-hmm. outside your store if I just want to buy this like you know some places you can do that but for example uh, just just last week we had to get um we got new like inserts for the uh, the the overflow drain on our, on our sinks um, to keep from, from flooding. And, uh, and home Depot did not have them. Uh, like this is a very basic, like small part, just a little rubber thing that goes inside the little drain. They didn't have them. Uh, hmm. And the only other hardware store is like, there's a, there's like Westmont, like uh, I think it's Westmont hardware, but it's just, you know, it's, it's a there's, small, yeah. it's like a true value offshoot. Like it's still connected to a big corporate, octopus so like okay fine i'll get it on amazon six bucks and it'll be here tomorrow (laughs) and i've got eight of them now yeah uh so yeah yeah, so so it's it's a matter of which machine you're fueling and if you buy listen if you can buy from small businesses excellent i love buying for especially ordering out like i'll I'll do small businesses as as far as restaurants as much as i can uh love -hmm. ordering takeout from small places but like it's it's harder and harder now and again there's always something there is always a small aspect that you don't realize that you're funding with your money, whether it's like the owner's values or like, you know, the way they treat their workers or something like that. There's no perfect business. There are better ways and more ethical ways of doing business, but there's no way where you're going to be like a hundred percent in the clear um, by purchasing somebody. Well, even, even, even with things like um, Tom's, the shoes, like now uh, people in affected countries just have too many shoes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like really they they're too yeah, well they, they've just they've at this point sold so many shoes that it's like we don't need shoes we need other things yeah 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 like bon- it, bonobos just flooded uh sub-saharan africa with socks and they're like we need malaria nets no more <laughs> socks yeah. like, like i i am getting a new hvac system installed in my house next week uh i'm not using like these bigger companies i'm just using some guy that my dad knows that like can do the work he's trained and professionally trained. And I would much rather use this just random guy that my mm-hmm. dad knows or met than like these bigger companies. Cause like, mm-hmm. he's just, a, he's it's him and his wife running this like little job that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but I don't know his personal values. And frankly, I, I, I tend to lean that I think he's probably a Trump supporter and such, but like, <laughs> yeah, it, I have suspicions like, about that with my mechanic. Like I, the, the auto shop that, that I go to is a local place and the dude is just the nicest guy on the planet. Yeah. Uh, great prices. Like I, I had to get uh, yeah. my car checked out last week and he said, it was like, Oh, it's just a band that was slipping. It didn't need to actually be fixed. And so I'm like, Oh, how much is it? He's like, nothing. So yeah. I, bought a, I bought him a box of donuts. And I was like, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not walking out of here paying you nothing for getting this thing fixed. Um, but, you know, again, who knows? Maybe the, maybe yeah. the guy has some really objectionable views. I don't know. But I, yeah. what I do know is, like, you know, it's the best value for me. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the, the work that I'm getting done. All of the work I'm getting done in this house is way lower than any other place that I could check. Like, that's that's what I need right now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this guy might have shitty worldviews. But I, I need this work done first. I, I, I would rather not support somebody who has shitty worldviews, but I need this work done. Yeah. So it's all value judgment. It's like, okay, there, yeah. there are certain, there are certain um, standards and, and ethics that you hold dear to you that you're not willing to cross that line. And there are some where it's just like, okay, this is something that I, that I care about, but you know, not as much as this. You know? So yeah. for some people, it's, it's just a matter of where that line is drawn. Yeah. I got a follow-up question for you guys. So yeah. – Clearly, this is talking about Amazon and buyer's guilt and yada, yada, yada. Other side of the coin, is there a particular small business that you frequent or have or favorite? Not necessarily like like Matt, you said you try to go to like local restaurants and order out from small stuff and like that makes sense. But is there one particular mm-hmm. small business that you love or frequent or anything like that so i would say frequent but it would it would be the the auto mechanic my family auto uh yeah. on haddonfield road here in cherry hill like they're you know but when i was when i was driving to delaware every day i was putting you know 100 miles in my car on every day so i would be there all the time for oil changes um and the dude just you know the, the dude was the nicest guy he'd always check my like he would always check my like i can change my oil but the dude would always check out everything on my car and just give me, you know, give me the best price on it. He's better than I'd rather go to him than Midas for that kind of stuff. So he's, you know, good price, uh, good, good service, quick service, uh, always very open and honest about what needs to be done and what doesn't. Uh, so I would go, I would go with them. My family auto, Haddonfield Road, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, zero eight zero zero three. I don't remember. <laughs> it's good, good business. I would highly recommend. Uh, I, I mean, it's not a restaurant, but it's a deli. It's a local deli that I used to frequent before I had to go gluten free. So I haven't been there in a while because they don't have like gluten free bread to get sandwiches. But it's Carmen's Deli up the street on Browning, right off of Black Horse Pike. Um, it's great, great uh, deli. It's been around for as long as I have. Uh, it's like a family run staple. It's 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 awesome. And so, like anytime I go there, I would always feel great because I'm like I'm getting a sandwich from not Wawa. It's a good quality sandwich. It's a good price. And like I'm supporting a smaller business. Mm -hmm. How about you guys? Sean? Uh, So there's there's an electrician near us that Mary's dad knows. And it's Chet's Electric, LLC. Uh, And he he does work around in the Belmar, Haddon Heights area. And I see him around all the time. But he's just like a good dude and just does, does the work. You know, and he he also mm. rescues dogs like in his spare time. Like he just has a bunch of like animals that nobody else wanted. <laughs> so like, it seems like a good dude. Like just so he's doing, a tiger king, doing electric, doing <laughs> fixing electrical work. That's the opposite of a good dude, Matt. Yeah, he's not he's not the tiger king. He's he's saving blind cats or whatever. Uh, okay. <laughs> 
All those cats just, and kittens. Yeah, yeah, but he's just he just he does good work and he's somebody we know, so like you always gotta shout somebody like that out. Like he's yeah. doing he has his own business and I you know, that's awesome. So Can Chet's it? electric, LLC. Yeah. If you need electrical stuff done. <clears throat> uh for me the, the the closest thing I come to a collection is video games. Uh and that goes back to like Sega and Nintendo, not just like I want the cool games of now. I want the games of yesteryear. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to like, I've rebuilt Segas, including my own. I've rebuilt an mm-hmm. Xbox, including my own, and all those kind of things. So, um, the used or retro game market is very. Sig- it, honestly, you can name whatever price you want, depending on what the game is, and people will buy it. To me, that's slightly disingenuous and kind of fucked up. Uh, so Game N, literally the letter N, not and. Uh, game N DVD, DVD Exchange and Media ha- stumbled across them on Facebook a couple years ago. They've moved locations at least once, maybe twice. Uh, but the the people that work there, and it's almost always the same guy. I don't even know if it's run by only the one guy. Uh, they're very straight up. They do trade-in pricing for store credit or for cash. Uh, they have disc resurfacing. Like I, I've gone in and bought a couple games, and I was like, "Oh, I also want to pay to get this repaired." He's like, "Yeah, f it, I'll just throw it in the machine." And like it, it, that, that kind of just easily he could charge me ten bucks for that and make ten additional dollars, but it's no skin off his back, and it's 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 just fine, whatever. That that good customer service and the fair trade-in values because i i do my research i know what my games are worth when i go to trade them in whether they're garbage or whether it's like this is a 30 dollar game and his pricing is absolutely fair um so game and dvd exchange and media fantastic they're on facebook all that jazz hell yeah man hell yeah yes all right so we are out of questions we did them all mowed through them uh we did it does anyone have a closing take or a thought or anything they would get I, off their chest? Oh, Tim has a take. Tim, Tim's I'll got his hand my, I'll way save up my in take. the air. You'll save it? I'll save it. Yeah, okay. Tim's got his hand it's way not, up in the air. It's not time sensitive. Four feet yeah. off the ground. Uh, it's not necessarily you know. time sensitive, but whatever. Let's Go for hear it. Uh, so my, my, my take is uh, clearly all of us are familiar with the pandemic of <laughs> what? Uh, the year. <laughs> the the what? What? What's, what's that? What are you talking about? Which one? <laughs> Rich, the reason you don't go outside? Oh, oh. Because it's, it's hot. Because oh, now yeah, in January. <laughs> <laughs> um, so clear, clearly COVID uh, has been a horrible, horrible, horrible thing that has happened uh, globally, but also uh, within our own country and affected many, many people. Uh, and for a lot of people, those numbers are far removed and it does not impact them. But my, my take is on the back end of returning from a wake for someone that we personally know who has died of COVID and safety is everything. And family is fantastic. But if you are risking your, your own and your family's uh, health and safety and longevity, just to say like, I saw you guys, then maybe you need to expand your thought processes. Um, it's, it sucks that this person died. I love the family. They're fantastic. But when you're, 
if you're doing the whole bubble thing, you need to make sure that your bubble is all inclusive for those people. If your bubble is overlapping with five other bubbles, you're not in a bubble anymore. Not bubble. That's mm-hmm. not how it works. Um, so be safe, be smart. Family is great. Uh, and this is also kind of related to my other my other take from our last session of don't suffer a toxic relationship and uh, don't let people guilt you into doing things. It's like that family and friends included. If your family is trying to guilt you to come see them and put both your and their risk, health at risk, is it worth it? Evaluate that. And even if you do see them, be safe. So, amen. Man. That's it. I I I dig that take. I can I I feel it so much because like I you guys know that I live in a different kind of circumstance where I would much rather be isolating harder than I am. But based on my roommates, I can't really. And so I actually did end up seeing my family yesterday, and the whole time I'm just like. We really shouldn't be all getting together like this, but it happens. And then it's it's one of those situations where you turn around and it's like, you hate to say it because it does suck that this person passed away, but it's an I told you so situation. And like, I I recently got news um, the other day that like, I kind of wanted to turn around and go to that person and be like, I told you so. And like, that's something I'm not like really welcome to talk about on the air, but it is something I do want to explain to you guys after we get off the air as to what I'm uh, talking about. But it's like, it it is just a definite, like, I'm not trying to take your take, but I'm trying to like support it. Like, yeah, you, you, you gotta, you gotta think about this and stop being so selfish about it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and especially coming off the holidays where everyone, not everyone, a lot of people tried to throw caution to the wind because of guilt of family and this, that, and the other thing. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful and love the fact that I got to see my brother, his wife, and my niece. But we also were masked up and had the windows open. And it's like, all right, well, you guys will chill on the couch. We'll be over here. Like, mm-hmm. yes, like if you want to do something, still be safe about it. Mm-hmm. Like, do I think that they are a legitimate risk of infecting us? No, my brother works from home. My sister-in-law stays home and takes care of her daughter. Uh, I don't see that as a legitimate risk. But is that risk worth it if there is even the slightest bit? No. So, yeah. like, could we have gone maskless? Maybe, but the risk isn't worth it for a little piece of cloth over my face. And my parents came over. And then when my brother left, they're like, oh, can we take our mask off? And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't go anywhere. And it's like, I don't care. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it, I, I, I totally, I 100% agree with you and feel you on this. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's at safe. Po- I think at a certain point we all decided, or a portion of society decided that like, if it's important enough, like we can just go back to normal. Like we sort of got that taste of normality over or of normalcy over the summer, and now people are just like, well, but it's Christmas, like you said, Tim, or but it's Thanksgiving, or but it's mm-hmm. this, that, or the other. Like you, you sort of draw lines. Like, this is more this because this is important. You know, we sort of have to just take that risk and the the. The idea that this is like this year is the last year. Like this is what I told all my family. It's like I understand that like time is precious, and I understand you know there's not nothing is guaranteed or anything like that. But for mo for for on the in a general sense, this is not going to be the last Christmas ever. This is not going to be the last Thanksgiving ever. This is not going to be the last X, Y, or Z ever. Yeah. And if we could just this one time, this one time maybe uh, do it uh, this way. 
then A, it'll make us appreciate the holidays or, or whatever event it is a little bit more. And B, we can celebrate it again in the future. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not a it's this is not slamming the door on it. And, you know, yeah. And again, I, I think I think some people are also just looking for wins in a year that was just full of losses for a lot of people. They're just looking for a small win, whether it's getting together for the holidays or getting together for whatever it might be. But, you know, good. it's it's a good take, Tim. It's a really good take. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so it, stop and if, being dumb. Yeah. And it, it, if it like my my condolences go out to the family, I love them. They're great people. But it also kind of reinforces me and Martha's reasoning for not going to church over the last year like they've 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 been doing 25 people that's it keeping in really limited there's plenty of space and keeping them spaced out that's fantastic i like their approach to that uh and we just haven't been going um and there's like a call list of blah 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 and we haven't been going and somebody said because we know these people through church they're like well you need to come back to church it's like if anything this is proof of exactly what we were afraid of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and did you guys give it to anyone else in church no but you guys are the members that would have come to church. So the potentiality of you and your entire family and an extended family, not just immediate family getting COVID, the potentiality of that then transferring to other people at church is exactly what we're afraid of. Mm -hmm. So yes, we miss you. Yes. I'm sorry. We didn't get to see you guys for the last year, but yeah, and it, it it's also that that idea that like, well, this could be our last Christmas. Well, yeah, but it it's less likely to not be if you just stay inside, type of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this could be our last Christmas, and you're breaking the rules, not the rules, but you're breaking the guidelines to basically make it the last Christmas. Yeah, like it, it's 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 almost yeah. like this could be our last Christmas then things go down and be like, see, it was our last Christmas. It's like, yeah, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Fuck yeah. off. It seems like yeah. some people are determined to get coronavirus. Like they're just like absolutely dead set on being like, I got it. It's not so bad. But I, like it from my, from, from what I understand, unless you're asymptomatic, which, you know, congrats to you. It's very bad. <laughs> I, I have a buddy of mine who, I'm surprised got it like he's he's a smarter guy he he's generally fairly cautious I I don't know like what levels it went to how he got it um he lives on his own and I'm like constantly worried about him because it's been about a week now that that he first started seeing symptoms and I've texted him a few times to check on him and he's like dude this is the worst thing I've ever gone through it sucks it is yeah terrible my uh my brother got it because he was being a dumbass Mm mm-hmm like no no disrespect to my brother, but he like I think he would be the first to say he was being a dumb idiot. Yeah, call and a spade just, a spade. Yeah, he just wasn't. Shouldn't being have entered that breathing contest. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he wasn't way of the breathing into each other's mouths contest. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. Weird, he just weird was. Show. <laughs> he, was <laughs> he was just not being careful, and he got it, and he couldn't get out of bed for a week. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's not dead, and yeah, that's like not the worst thing that could happen, but like. He could have given it to my parents and like, you know, yeah, that sucks. Like they had to, I don't know. It's, it's, you have to, yes, it could be not that bad for you, but we have to think about other people for once in our goddamn lives. Yeah. It's hard. As as far as we know, Sean, you might've had it back at the beginning of it. All right. (laughs) 
because people were being careless. You could have caught the coronavirus. In in their defense, at the time, we didn't know anything. Yeah, but still, so it's less careless and just ignorant because, and not ignorant negatively, but legitimately ignorant because knowledge wasn't there. Yeah, Yeah. that's with the benefit of hindsight. It Mm. seems that perhaps I, I got coronavirus but even even if i didn't like still they got me sick and we should it this whole thing has made us kind of re reevaluate how mm-hmm. we handle illness in a like even if i just got the flu you know just got the flu from them like still that maybe we shouldn't have had that be an option yeah and, and i've i've had family members say to me the way i see it we're gonna get it anyway and i'm just like no that's a no. terrible fucking outlook. Yeah, mm. and it, it's just well. I mean, to that extent, then who cares about it? We're all gonna die someday. Yeah. So, like, we're all yeah, gonna no. die. So who cares about seatbelts? Yeah, who cares Jason, about helmets? Go fuck I, yourself. I put my I hand directly around, into the grease fire. I walk around wearing a hoodie that says one day that says one day we'll all be skeletons. Doesn't mean I want to be one now. <laughs> yeah, like that's a, that's that's a future Philip thing. Franco. My Chemical Romance ass sweatshirt. <laughs> Oh, it's that's, Philip DeFranco. That's actually a five-year-old said that. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> One day we'll all be skeletons. Uh, good take, Tim. If they want to find if people want to find any more of your takes on Twitter, where can they find you? At Tim R. Hansen. Uh, how about you, Sean? At Hey, it's SOB. And you, Rich? At B underscore Walnuts. And you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast, of course, is available at Brose underscore podcast on Twitter. On Facebook at Brose Podcast and on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions week in and week out. To Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous logo. You can find her work at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert. You can listen to his work at the Free Music Archive. Uh, Rich, what's going on with PodQuest these days? Uh, check out PodQuest, a nerdy roundtable, where we talk about that week's nerd news and stuff. This week, we'll probably be talking more WandaVision, uh, potentially any new CW shows that are coming out. And, uh, you know, Netflix is releasing a new movie every week this year, so maybe one of those. Who knows? Sean, where are you doing Frisbees? I'm doing Frisbees at OB Disc Golf everywhere except Instagram, where it's OB underscore Disc Golf. I'll probably be putting out a review of some Frisbee this week. Mm. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And Tim and I want to make sure that you know about the Person in Person podcast. Our good friends at Person in Person uh, are are doing a new show, the only new show that matters, Gene and Greg Person. Tim, what do you think of Person in Person? Uh, I think the guys are great. Uh, they play so well off each other. They're interesting, inter- uh, interesting look into the news of all things mushroom related. Uh, I uh, <laughs> For no apparent reason. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's fantastic. The humor is great, and they, they're just—they want the real facts. Yeah, man. Kind of, sorta. The only new show that matters: the Person and Person podcast. You can find them on Apple Podcasts and many other podcasting platforms. Say for good- goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. Ciao. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Kaznell reminding you all to be smart about being stupid.
I'm not very good at that. 